Welcome to Recovery Guy Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Recovery is a lifelong process. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and it is good to be back in front of the microphone to share with you. And like I say, if it's Tuesday, this must be the fix. I'm sitting in studio with uh, JJ Wani Menez, podcast extraordinaire. We've had a great day today. We started out with a, a little bit of lunch over at Wild Ginger, Ginger with our friend John who, who cooked us up some incredible Chinese food, and we are ready to go and share with you what is on my mind in the area of becoming well and taking all of the resources that we have available to us. It's, it's kind of like having the most extensive library with an unlimited pass, you can check out anything you want to check out, apply it the way that's going to work for you, and take it back whenever you want, or don't take it back at all, because it's yours, right? And that's what we do at Recovery Guy Podcast, recoveryguy.org. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for being the reason that we do what we do to the degree that we do it. And if you haven't um, listened much or you're brand new to the podcast, we want to say welcome. If you've been around for a minute, thank you for coming back. We appreciate you greatly. Regardless of where you're coming from in your need to become well or find that missing piece that's going to help you go from that broken to whole state, then we want to be a, a resource for you as part of your recovery journey. And if you look back at some of my podcasts, again, if you're relatively new and don't know some of the degree that we've been going, let me let you know, JJ and I started on this regular pursuit on August 2nd of this year. So we've been doing some things previously on my website, but when I met JJ, he said, let's get this thing done. Let's make a real commitment to putting this message of recovery out. So I'm so grateful to JJ and the encouragement and the talent and the engineering that he brings to the table to our team. But we've got some topics like uh, letting go, uh, talk about relapse, uh, recovery after coercion, uh, one day at a time for the rest of your life, the power of how or honesty, open-mindedness, and, and willingness, uh, becoming the best version of you, making a difference. Uh, I did a, a podcast on social media recovery. I've got some things in there from my dear friend and sponsor, uh, Slow Will, the happy, grateful, recovered alcoholic, uh, uh, recovery in the power of prayer. There's so many things, recovery paradigm. There's so many things out there that we want to share with you, and, and we just hope that you are a part of it. So welcome to Recovery Guy. And again, my name is Robert. You know, I'm so blessed in, in the life that I have um, that I just am so encouraged to share. And this weekend was a great and fabulous weekend. Uh, 
Uh, Laura and I had an opportunity to have three of our grandsons, and it was great to have them Saturday night and and Sunday morning, and we went to the movies uh, uh, yesterday and had a great time and lunch with them, got to cook breakfast for the grandsons. And from from where I come from, that is a, a blessing and a privilege and an honor uh, that I never thought I would have it. Um, today's theme and topic is called Finding Family. Finding Family. And as I was wondering what I was going to do, I, I kind of had an idea on unity and what we find in recovery. Um, but I, I wanted to develop something more direct. And so yesterday morning when I had gotten up with the boys and Laura and I were making them some breakfast and we sat around and, and uh, I put on the movie Finding Nemo, which is an incredible movie. I could watch that thing so many times, and it's humorous. It's 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 um, really creatively done well. Um, but something touched me in a way that uh, you know. Sometimes you you hear things and and you appreciate them for the moment in the context of what you're hearing them in, and then you hear them again, and it's almost like an isolated statement that has more far-reaching implications. And this is what happened here. So if you're familiar with the movie Finding Nemo, uh, uh, you'll understand the, the situation and the scenario. And if not, go watch the movie and, and uh, find it for yourself. But there's a part towards the end of the movie when, when uh, Dory and, and uh, Marlin are looking for Nemo. And Marlon is so frustrated with Dory because she keeps forgetting and, and, and things that could help Marlon find Nemo. And he's ready to leave. He is so frustrated with Dory that he is just done. He is put up and he is pretty much out the door. And Dory is so afraid because she's so alone and so isolated and so confused, but so loving and caring. She looks at Marlon. She's so afraid he's going to leave. And she says, I look at you, and I'm home. And when I heard that yesterday, and Dory said it in despair and in fear of losing that sense of home, that sense of family. Again, I look at you and I'm home. And I knew right then and there, watching this movie with my grandsons, what today's topic was going to be. It's finding home. A sense of family. A sense of belonging. Do you remember when you were at your worst? Do you remember what it was like to feel so empty and so despaired? And I've shared it before of being alone in a crowd. I told you the story of going to a Jethro Tull concert there's 100,000 people in the L.A. Coliseum. This was back in the 70s. 
And at one moment in the course of the concert, and again, I was really high, and yet I remember this strange feeling of being in the midst of all of these people and yet feeling alone. I I would go to Christmas parties at my brother George's house, and I would need to get drunk and high before I went there with family, with my wife and my children and my parents and my brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews, and yet not finding family with family. Do you, do you know what it's like to feel that way? I imagine you do. And then if your behavior was like my behavior was, that family either left you or you left the family. And we get so alone and so isolated that some of us give up the hope or certainly our possibility decreases and diminishes greatly. So today, I want to talk about recovery and finding family and how important that is in our overall wellness. You know, when I, when I got to the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, and maybe you felt this way in, in your 12-step or your secular or your religious recovery program on your journey, again, it doesn't matter to me what your journey is. It just matters to me that you're on a journey of wellness. There are so many avenues for recovery. I hope you find one that works for you, that gives you the hope that you hear in my voice and in my content and others that you meet along the way. Remember, if there's hope in the future, this is Tom Maxwell speaking, if there's hope in the future, there's power in the present, and I want you to feel that power. But for those of us who want to understand what it's like to find family after losing it or never feeling you had it before, Here's the true meaning of family. Family consists of the people who support and love you. This is through dictionary.com. And the people you can confide in and trust. Family consists of the people who support and love you. And the people you can confide in and trust. You know, it didn't necessarily mean that there was a a DNA establishment. It didn't mean that you were related in a familiar or, or, or family line where blood ties you together. And that's what is so important about this family that we can find in recovery. It doesn't replace necessarily the family we lose along the way. But it's family, and we find it on this road, on this journey. Just like Dorothy in the Woods of Oz. Remember? 
Dorothy was alone on a journey with Toto. And then she meets her three compadres along the way, and they became family. And then Dorothy gets her wish, and she returns home. And then after going on this journey with her other family, she goes back to her family. Great story. Watch The Wizard of Oz in, in, with relationship with recovery in mind and going on an incredible journey that takes you to places, and I think you'll appreciate it. So when I first got to Alcoholics Anonymous and they read what was called the preamble, which they do before most meetings, and it says that Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other that they might solve their common problems and to help others recover from alcoholism. And then it goes on. And that opening statement, that opening sentence, Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women. If, if that would have been the only thing that they would have read in that preamble, I would have stayed. Because I was so family and fellowship starved. On page 17 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, if you're not of AA, that's fine. Go get it anyway. You're going to love this book. You're going to make it part of your library and part of your life because it's a, des- it's a design for living, as it says, that demands rigorous honesty, but it's a design for living that helps everyone from every walk, every bend, every political, socioeconomical, spiritual background, religious background. It speaks to us all because it speaks to the heart knowing the fallen condition we are in. And for those of us who want to be restored. On page 17, and, and it's, called, it's the uh, chapter, There is a Solution. It says, we are like the passengers of a great ocean liner with, when moment after rescue from shipwreck, when camaraderie, joyousness, and democracy pervade the vessel from the steerage to the captain's table. Wow, that's unity. That's family. It's saying there that we are in this thing together. We're a family. We are, we are united. We consist of people who love and support each other, people who we can confide in and trust. And it doesn't matter where you come from in life. As it's saying, we're like the passengers of a great liner when moment after rescue from shipwreck, when camaraderie, joyousness, and democracy pervade or in, in, invest or, or is seen through the entire ship from the highest to the lowest and everywhere in between because we are rescued from shipwreck. We find out we don't have to die. We find out that we can be rescued and saved with this life preserver we've been looking for. You know, my dear friend, uh, Slow Will, you'll hear me refer to him a lot. I, I refer to a lot of the people that I've come across in recovery. But there's just something magical about my sponsor, Jack, again, who passed away in, in January, and and Will, who is now my sponsor, my confidant, my friend. And Will, as you know, introduced me to the phrase and taught me how to be a happy, grateful, recovered alcoholic. Uh, but I, I had relapsed after 
uh, 71 days in, uh, in recovery. And when I came back to the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, I had nowhere to live. I was, I was homeless at this point. My, my week at the Red Butler Hotel had run out from my, my dad paying for a week and not thinking he was ever going to see me alive again. He just sort of walked away. And at the end of those days, I went back to AA because I knew I had no other place to go. I had, I had nothing. I had no sense. There was no family. There was no friends. There was no one to go to. But I went to the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. And to make a long story short, I, like I said, didn't have a place to live. But Will had a couch. And he uh, invited me to come sleep there. I hardly knew him. But yet he had a sense of family. He was going to help me find family. He said, Robert, or as he calls me, Bobby. He says, Bobby, I'm, you're my family. I'm going to give you a place to live. I'm going to make sure you get fed. I'm going to make sure you're safe. Will at this time was uh, uh, almost seven years uh, clean and sober, and and he was really working a good program, and he understood that family was everything. And if you talk to him today, he'll tell you family is everything and how it's restored his life, and joys beyond imaginable have been given back to him. But Will taught me something. He taught me that family did not have to be blood-related. He taught me that it was just about meeting someone that would support and love you for who you are, not by what you do. And that was my real introduction. When I was at my worst, Will was at his best. When I was at my lowest, God was at his highest. And he embraced me through the love and the care and support of Will, introducing me to finding my family. Finding true friends through the program of recovery prepared me to know how to interact with people who did care for me, and I learned how to treat others I cared for without wanting anything in return. You know, this went a long way with establishing uh, things with my own blood family that had already went, they were gone. Either they just got tired of, of waiting for me to come around or I was convinced I wasn't going to come around, so I left them. But either way, they were gone. But I remember it started with my sister Mary that... Um, invited me into her home with my brother-in-law, Brent, both remarkable Christian people who love for the sake of loving. But I had hurt Mary and Brent just like everyone else, and, and yet they understood that I was changing, that I was finding family, and I was ready to reach out to them. And... By this time, I had my own place to live because I was employable and and working and doing much better than I had been. And by this time, I was clean and sober a year and a half. And and I approached my sister Mary as I was trying to find family and let her know that 
I wanted to find my way back. I wanted to find my family with them. And so they said, you know, if you want to move back to California, why don't you come and live with us? We have a room. You can come and stay with us. And I was learning how to find family with them, to build that support, to build that trust, to be able to confide in them that true meaning of family. And in, in that period of time, this was um, in uh, July of 1987, they allowed me to come and stay with them. And I'm so grateful that I began to find my way back to my family. You know, there's some really great works out there. John Bradshaw, who was actually required reading for my degree in um, uh, my alcohol and drug studies degree from uh, San Bernardino Valley College, uh, part of the required reading was uh, a book called Bradshaw on the Family, and it was written back in 1988, and a great book written by John Bradshaw. It's not tied to a time or a period. It's tied to principles. So if you really want to learn about the family and the family dynamic and recovery and being off balance, go pick up that book. You can find it on Amazon. But John Bradshaw, Bradshaw on the Family, terrific book. In the, um, in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, chapter nine is the, the family afterwards because AA and recovery understands what we lost and what our family went through along the way. And there's a really great blueprint, a, a nice clear path of restoration. You know, I, I have this really wonderful friend. You've heard me mention her before. Her name is Wendy. And Wendy and I met uh, as a result of social media a few years ago. And Wendy, matter of fact, is coming up on three years. It won't be long. But I was I was checking with her and I said, Wendy, give me a give me an idea, you know, on this topic of finding family. And I'm just gonna read you without edit what she what she wrote to me, and you'll get a sense of further what I'm what I'm talking about. When I when I mentioned it to her, I said, Wendy, give me an idea of what's going on in finding family. This is my topic. I sort of gave her a little outline of what I was gonna talk about. And she, this, and I'm going to quote Wendy. She said, I can. And um, Wendy said, I think I recently started feeling that way. I got to more meetings and, and I'm being social with others in the meetings I go. I go out with my best friend in AA a lot and we have girls nights out and stuff. She said, I, I don't know when I became willing and open for it. It just came. Then she goes on to say, well, my family has always been weird. I don't really have much contact with my blood family. Too many fights when I was little and, and too much family drama. But now I have become a bit more open to repairing some of that or at least building something new with family that maybe wants to. They didn't know how my, my drinking was since we all stopped contact before I was 14. This sense of family today 
has helped me with that past trauma and has inspired me to create new ones with my actual family. Other than that, it's been great to feel like I belong. My relationship with my family that I live with has its challenges, but I couldn't be happier. Wow. Wendy, I just want to thank you for pouring your heart out and sharing such intimate truth on family. And I'm so proud of you and all that you've been able to accomplish in in your time of recovery. And and I know that you are going to continue to grow in these areas. But did you hear some of the things that Wendy said? She, She started out finding a sense of family, finding family in recovery and how that's helped her grow and understand and have her become more open with her blood family and maybe restoring some relationships along the way. And that's what we do. That's what we hope to find family in this journey of recovery that will allow us to build and reunite and restore ties to family that we left behind along the way. So what do we do? We we need to find a sense of order in our life as we work the plan of recovery. We, We need to learn how to better ourselves from the inside out. We need to put others first. In doing so, we are elevated. As, as the Bible would say, if you, if you want to be first, you have to agree to be last. If I'm not willing to put you first and understand your value as an individual, as a member of my family, then I will have no sense of it because it will always be about me. And that's what it was like before I got here to you. It was about me. So I've learned I've got to make it about you so I can become what I need to become. We regain, or in some cases gain, when we adopt this attitude and we ultimately find family. Today I'm going to leave you with this amazing prayer. It's the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. Now, it's called the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi, but it's not necessarily attributed to him. And I'll let you go research that out yourself. And I don't want to involve in any controversy, but I learned this in AA. Uh, St. Francis was um, a Catholic uh, priest and he lived in... uh, 1181 to 1226 AD. So we're talking, you know, uh, 1800 years ago, 1900, yeah, 1800 years ago. Would that be right? It's a long time ago, 1900 years. But here's what the poem says. And I hope this helps you find family. It says, Lord, Make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. 
Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. I hope this episode of Recovery Guy has encouraged you to find family, to find a sense of unity, to find a sense of hope, to fill that vacuum, to fill that void, to lose the despair, and to follow a prayer that you start as an instrument of peace and you are born to eternal life. My name is Robert. I'm the Recovery Guy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Find us on The Fix. Find us on The Checkup. Find us on all the major podcast channels. Go to recoveryguy.org, but find us. Share, subscribe, comment, and live out these lives of principle where you too can go from broken to whole, that you would join this recovery movement that we are so committed to. Have a great day, and thank you for joining this podcast. I was trying to...